We are back. We are live once again. My name is James. I'm with two BDMs and a mic. I'll let my panel introduce themselves. I got Christy Konopaki. Good afternoon, Travel Advisors. Happy Monday. Thanks for joining us today. We are super excited uh, for episode four this week, where we sit down with Mr. Mark Shea. Please introduce yourself. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon, Mark Shea. Uh, the regional director of groups for uh, Sandals and Beaches, UVI, uh, just surpassed my 10-year anniversary with the organization. Woohoo! Congratulations! Thank you. No two days have been alike. <laughs> you know, I was just thinking, Christy, we should probably work on these intros. Like, maybe have a plan instead of just, you know what, let's just go live and see what happens. You know, maybe have a little bit more fluidity. I blame Mark, to be honest. He's supposed to be you the grown-up. You do grown keep up. me on my toes, though. <laughs> It's fun. I mean, most of, most of the time, I don't even know what I'm going to say when we start. I'm just, you know, excited that we're doing another episode. He um, just couldn't wait to see me, Christy. That's really the... <laughs> that too. That too. He's been talking about it for the past two weeks. Yeah, of nice. course. Listen. Okay. So just a reminder for all the advisors that are watching live, uh, it is on the UVI Western Region page, and I believe it's also on uh, the Unique Vacations Midwest sales team page. You can ask questions, ask anything you want. Uh, this is all for Mark. Today's all going to be about groups. So he's kind of on the hot seat. This is a candid conversation. Again, we don't bring any PowerPoint presentations here. We're not here to bore you. We just want to have a little bit of fun, talk a little bit about, a little bit about groups. And maybe today we'll dive in uh, into Mark's journey and kind of how maybe he got over into the sandals world and, and how it started for him. It'd be interesting to go about that. But without further delay, Mark... Go ahead. You introduce yourself a little bit, but you are the regional director of social group sales of the West region, correct? That is correct. Now, for those big, going, big. but I'm Midwest. What, why is, what's Mark going to talk to me about? Who do they well, got? Interesting, yeah, interestingly enough, I reside in Bentonville, Arkansas. So because of that, at one point, Nebraska was part of the West. So when the West team gave Nebraska to the Midwest, it was about the time that we relocated to Bentonville, Arkansas. So since I live in that state, I look after Arkansas out of the Midwest, along with the entire uh, region of the West. And then on an interim basis, I actually look after New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, and Connecticut. So you're a little all over the map, right? I, I, I am. And there was, there was, at one point, my colleague and I covered uh, the entire country ourselves. Sherry Vaughn out of Nashville uh, covered 25 states wow. and I covered the other 25. So it, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm semi-retired now. Now Sherry is who covers <laughs> the Midwest region, correct? She, she does with the exception of Arkansas. And she also looks after the uh, um, mid-Atlantic states. Okay. And then who else yeah. do we have for, the, for, for those that are watching? Yeah. And then on our team, uh, Beth Vanderberg lives in Jacksonville, Florida, and she looks after the Southeast. Gotcha. So we've got, we've got you covered. Uh, our mission day in and day out is to help advisors grow their group's business. Uh, we call ourselves really firefighters. You know, a lot of um, advisors want to run away from groups and we run into the fire to help them every day. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is an interesting you know, business model or, or jumping into it. A lot of people are afraid, but before we jump into all the like 
let's be serious. Let's talk all about groups and how you can grow your business. Mark, tell us a little bit about how you became part of Sandals and maybe, you know, one of your funny stories over the years on, on your opening Sandals journey. Gotcha. Well, prior to joining the company, my wife and I actually were guests of Sandals. And one of our favorite resorts was Sandals Royal Plantation. And we would go there pretty much without fail over Christmas and New Year's. And we had uh, celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary at Sandals Emerald Bay. And when we got there, I knew that it was going to be a special week, not only from the anniversary standpoint, but I saw, you know, the late Gordon Butt Stewart, our founder. Um, I also ran into the shark, Greg Norman. Uh, there was a um, Sandals Foundation function uh, that was there with a number of Hollywood people that uh, actually it probably shouldn't say this because this is live, but um, <laughs> I wasn't with the company, so it wasn't against the law, but I wanted to get a glimpse of that function. I was actually looking at function space. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, I actually <laughs> slithered into the event just to uh, see what was going on. And, you know, my wife said, let's sell all, our, all of our stuff and let's move to Exuma. And I said, you know, let's not get crazy right now. <laughs> Maybe I'll just go to the website and see if there's a job for a guy like me. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, the, you know, how long do you want me to make this story? You want me to- Listen, this is your day, Mark. This is, this is all about you. I think it's great when people get to know you a little bit better, so. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, what was interesting, so I see a job online and I printed it out and read it and looked at it again, read it. And then I wrote a cover letter and looked at it and wordsmithed it and, you know, made sure that all my T's were crossed, I's were dotted, no misspellings. I sent it in, you know, and in typical Mark Shea fashion, I just didn't send in, you know, my resume and a cover letter. I put pictures of, you know, myself getting silver sandals because we were return guests from the uh, Sandals Select Guest Dinner. And I even put in some letters of reference of people that have worked for me and, and I worked for them. And uh, nothing happened. Day one goes by, didn't get a phone call. Mm -hmm. Day two, no phone call. I'm thinking, God, why don't... I'm the group's guy, right? How come you're not calling me? So I re I got a phone number. I called UVI Miami and didn't get a hold of anybody, but left a message. And it wasn't much long after that that I got an email saying, wow, you're a tenacious little character. You know, you and 300 of your closest friends also applied for this job. Wow. But I'm going to make sure that you... Uh, get a call from the hiring manager. And boy, oh boy, guys, it wasn't much longer. I get this call, have an interview, have a second interview, actually get called to Chicago for an interview. And interestingly enough, the uh, hiring manager said, hey, the person, you know, after you uh, canceled, how about we go to lunch? Fantastic. Hey, I'm always <laughs> up for a free lunch. So we, we go to lunch. We have a great dialogue. I just as soon sit across the, the table from somebody at an interview versus across a desk. And we really, you know, genuinely got along. There was a great dialogue, you know, back and forth. And at the end of the lunch, when he was putting me in the cab back 
to the airport. He said, you know what? I just want you to know it really went well for you today. Oh, I said, well, that's awfully kind, you know? So um, I said, I'm going to head back to the airport. And I wrote him, you know, a little thank you note. And I said, you know, you were very kind and polite throughout the lunch, and I really appreciate it. And you really said some nice things and some nice compliments. I said, why don't you offer me the ultimate compliment and offer me the job? I just, I put it out on the line. I and like James that. will tell you, you know, he and I have had a lot of exposure <laughs> together. We spent a lot of time Absolutely. in the great state of Texas, you know, in Oklahoma making sales calls. So I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty straight shooter. I can be a little glib at times. And by golly, that technique worked because I was called, I was offered the job. Uh, I've absolutely loved working for the company, representing the brand. It's been 10 years now, no two days are alike. I'm never bored. Uh, I love the interaction with advisors. You know, I've got an entrepreneurial background, so I try to take those skills and transfer them to the travel advisors to help them grow their business and, and be rainmakers like I was when I sat in the big chair. Hey, there you go. Yeah, that's so a that's fun kinda, story. That's kind of my story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Christy, any kind of groups, questions, or anything as as we dive into a little bit? I'm I'm gonna let Mark take over. I got a few prompts, but anything before I hijack the next few questions from you? Is there anything you've seen Absolutely. come up or anyone comes around? So, um, for those who have been listening, James does love to talk, and I do too. So here I am. I'm taking over. So, Mark, I do have a question for you. So, one thing that I'm curious on how I can help my travel advisors with is how can we do um, repeat business with groups? What are some tips that you can provide the travel advisors who are looking to, you know, repeat that group business? Gotcha. So that's that's a great question. Um, it's one that we don't really hear that that often. Um, it's um, obviously it's not going to apply to wedding groups because right. that's a that's a one and done, you know. But let's take um, a golf group for instance. If you have a successful golf group, let's say at an Emerald Bay, on the last day of the event, you want to be armed with another set of dates for the following year. So that's really one way to go about it, um, probably the best way to go about it, quite frankly. You know, we have a, um, a MICE division, and MICE means meetings, incentives, conventions, and expositions. So in other words, incentive travel. And incentive travel is notorious, that on that last day, that final banquet, they say, oh my God, we've had a wonderful time in Jamaica, next year we're going to Beaches, Turks, and Caicos, and here are the dates and they get everybody fired up to want to repeat it. I love so, that. So long story short, having dates in hand is really a good way to repeat that magic. Excellent. And as the travel advisor, are they working with you or Sherry beforehand to get those dates for next year? Or how does that process work? Absolutely. There's more necessity to get Sherry and I and Beth involved pre than ever before. Absolutely. What we're finding is that a lot of initial dates that advisors want aren't available. And that's tough for the groups department because our mission is to sell groups. 
and we hate turning away groups, but sometimes it's just a matter of shifting the dates one or two days just to make sure that um, you know we can facilitate the group with the utmost of luxury once they arrive on the resort. So that becomes very important. We do have a protocol for checking rates and availability. And it's as simple as a Word document that we will send out to the advisor. And then um, cybersecurity is very important to us in the group's department. So we have a secure link that uh, we will generate. It's a one-time use link so that they can send this back to us. Um, since we are running at fever pitch, it's taking a good five business days to get a formal quote back. But it's something that will save um, time and effort later and any embarrassments. Because sometimes advisors will go rogue. I hate to say that, but I'm just keeping it real. <laughs> they'll go rogue, they'll, book a, they'll create a booking in the TA portal and then try to get a group code. Well, it may fall into a blackout period when only contracts are permissible. So then we've got to backtrack to the clients. And you know, that's never a pleasant conversation, but you know, one that I have to do is in the conduct of my position. Now, Mark, you, you talked about a um, little bit of meeting and incentive groups and some other, and then you mentioned the word contract. Again, we're not we're not going to go full deep over the edge because we do have a webinar that you had recorded where we are going to update that really soon and you we can are. learn a lot about this on the CSS training as well. But can you give us a quick breakdown of, you know, the difference between meeting and incentives? You know, if you go to the website, just sandals.com right now and go to groups, you're going to see it talks about meeting and incentives, social groups, wedding groups, but then you also mentioned contracts and group codes. Can you give us a quick breakdown on those? Yeah, absolutely. So Social groups, five or more rooms constitutes a group. Let's start there. Five rooms. If you book five rooms on the TA portal and have a group code, voila, they're all linked together and it's non-contractual. If it's a social group and James jumps in on day one and says, hey, I'm in, I want to be a part of this group. But it takes Mark, you know, six weeks to come around and join the group. Well, two things can happen. One, the availability may be gone and the rate may have gone up since James booked. So the beauty of a contract is we take rooms out of inventory for a certain period of, of time and a certain number of rooms. And those are then held contractually for the advisor and the client. So the rates locked in. So to give you a little example, uh, my first nine years, I did almost no contracts. I have done more contracts in 2023 than the first nine years combined. Wow. All right. So that's testimony to people wanting that security to lock in those rates and lock in, more importantly, that availability. So there are blackout periods where you can't get a group code, but you can do a, um, do a contract. With MICE groups, the meeting and incentive side, we actually have a, two, a team of two people that look after that segment of business with them every single group is a contracted group so i hope that answers your yeah no no i obviously i'm on the road you mentioned that we're on the road together a lot um so we talk a lot about when you meet with some of my advisors 
you always mention if it gets to X amount of rooms, then it has to be a contract, right? So if you're doing a group code, once it gets to how many rooms and then it's 25, be 25 rooms to be a contract. Now, is there a minimum to make a contract? Is it still just five? Can you do a contract with five? It's five rooms to start the contract unless we're in a special promotional contract period where it takes 10 rooms to start that party. Gotcha. Now, can a group code become a contract when you Absolutely. start to get into that? And, and, the, and generally, that would happen when you get to 25 rooms. We, would, we reserve the right to move that from a code to a contract. And this is, uh, and Christy, this might might jog some things you've heard you've heard in your territory that you might be able to jump in and ask here too. But Mark, again, we talk about a lot of advisors. They run from groups. They're nervous. It makes them scared. It's kind of like you, like I said, you look on this website. You see mice. You see social groups. You see wedding groups, and they think, well, I don't really want to sell weddings, and I don't want to get involved. That's a whole other conversation. If you didn't hear Wendy White last week, you definitely need to watch. Go back, watch that episode. If you just want to listen to it, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcast, anywhere you want to hear it. It's also on YouTube. It's also on DVI Western Region. It's on the Midwest. There's plenty of places for you to go back and watch Wendy White talk about weddings and how easy it is for you as an advisor. But one of the things I want to bring up, Mark, is, is if you scroll down a little bit more, it jumps into dive groups offers, which I'm sure Melissa O'Hare is going to be very excited that we talked about this today. She's going to be a future guest as well. But nice. here, I'm just going to read off the website here, Mark, and, and you can kind of clarify this. Um, says 20% discount off nitrox where available, 20% discount off night dives, 10% discount off certifications, uh, private dive boat for groups of 18 to 25, three and four night stay get one day private boat, five plus night stays get two days private boat. As, as Melissa's gone into the dive program and really enhanced that, have you seen a lot of uptick in dive groups over the last couple of years where there seems to be more of a focus in that? It- Yes, there's the, the since she's gotten the conversation started, um, there's no question that we see more dive groups, dive groups coming around uh, to sandals and beaches. She's really done an amazing job of creating that that segment. Um, she and I work in concert together because she's on the dive side and knowing the ramifications of the dive shop and its capabilities. And then I'm on the rooms side. Gotcha. So now, it's kind of a two-person approach. The biggest reason to, to, to bring this up, Mark, is that we talk about how uh, people are afraid and they run away. But just as you all of a sudden, it's like, okay, well, I can do dive groups. Maybe I'm really excited about diving. But you've mentioned many times on, on our trips to these people that it, it can be whatever they want it to be. It can be mm-hmm. anything. There, there's, and, there's no and question. And we'll figure it out. Correct. So... You know, I hearken back to the early start of pickleball about eight years ago, and there was an advisor that had a luggage tag on a on her backpack that said, "Ask me about pickleball." Well, I knew what pickleball was. I said, "What do you, you know, what's what's the story here?" Excuse me. I will before and, Mark Finn before Mark continues. I will say this: the very first time I remember Mark talking to me about pickleball, I didn't know what it was, and then he explained to me what it was. I never laughed so hard in the car. Lo and behold, <laughs> two years later, it's like the fastest growing sport and Sandals is booking left and right, selling out groups just based on pickleball. It cracks me up every time. Well, just to kind of fast forward, we don't have a single week available in the fourth quarter of this year and next year's looking about the same. We, Sherry and wow. I and Beth 
keep a very controlled list of all pickleball groups so that there's no duplication. So when you sign up to do a pickleball group with us, you're going to be the only group at the resort. So, awesome. but yeah, but this particular advisor had this backpack and, you know, I kind of quizzed her a little bit and she said, well, I'm hoping to get a little pickup game of pickleball this weekend. And I, you know, I have a one track mind. It's groups, right? 24 <laughs> seven. All I think of is groups. So I said to this advisor, I said, you ever thought about doing a pickleball group? And she said, wow, I should have had a V8. You remember, <laughs> you remember that? Where it's like, wow. She said, can I do something like that? And I said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you the trust and confidence to work on a group. And she's been with us for eight straight years. She does at least one group a year. Uh, there are some times where she'll do two back-to-back -back weeks at Sandals South Coast because it's so popular. That's awesome. You know, yeah. Wendy, Wendy White just jumped into the chat, funny enough. She says, I want to learn how to play. And I just thought to myself, Christy, we really need to approach David and Chad. And Mark, you can get involved in this too. Where we do like a back-to-beach a back trip that is based on how to grow a pickleball group. Sure. So we play pickleball with the advisors that have never done it. And then Mark or Sherry can sit down and or Beth and you guys can really explain how to build the group out of it. Like it could be real, uh, I, you know, Wendy has to come so we, she can learn to play with us as well. Absolutely. We could, we could turn I it into a whole fun. groups, a whole groups back to the beach, I think. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I'd love it. You know, the real, the real key for a successful pickleball group is having a pipe piper. And that pipe piper is the person with a big circle of influence that knows a lot of people. They may be a pickleball pro. They might be a clinician. They might be a teacher. Uh, and that's what will help the advisor grow the, the group for that particular week and help execute the week as well. Christy, Excellent. anything unique up by your area, like groups-wise that you've heard come out of your territory? So I do get a lot of questions about, you know, pickleball at Sandals. That is upcoming still in Minnesota. We are finally getting some more pickleball courts. One of my advisors even asked me if I wanted to take lessons with her, which I might take her up on that option because I would love to learn how to play pickleball because it is such a big and growing sport, like you mentioned. But I do have a question for those advisors who have never done a group before. What advice can you provide them with? Gotcha. So best practices, that's a great question. And, and I am contacted almost on a daily basis from somebody that's new. And again, getting us involved front end is critically important. Uh, if you're a newbie, Sandals has put together a group's cheat sheet, which is really a wealth of information. CSS training, you know, there's a whole segment on groups as well. Uh, James produced a brilliant groups webinar that we really need to update with some, uh, some new information. Uh, I send that out as well. That one ran 17 minutes. So I don't think investing 17 minutes in your future is a lot to ask. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I ask advisors to look at the cheat sheet, look at the website, the groups tab on the website, look at the webinar, and then I'm delighted to brainstorm with them, to chat with them. Again, we're here to grow their business, to give them the, the, um, trust and confidence 
to be able to build a group. I see what these commission checks look like. And I can tell you, it's life-changing money. Mm-hmm. And especially if you have two or three weddings on the books at one time. Uh, I, I work with some advisors in my region that have five, six, seven, eight weddings on the books right now. And I'm telling you what, they're making James Ayers money. It's, <laughs> it is it is it is interesting to see uh the people that can build the groups to watch them go from you know zero to hero essentially because some of those groups like you said you you can build a group around anything i think there's someone working right now on a group that's based around a local marathon and when someone hears that you know you could have six or seven different advisors that are doing the same group for the same activity because they're not contradicting each other right mark as long as the availability is there Absolutely. Right. And and you reference reggae marathon, reggae marathon, every, uh, they do a, um, 10 K and they do a half marathon. It's every, uh, it's every December and it is the first Saturday of the month. So if you were to build a reggae marathon group, you could have people staying at sandals, um, Negril and beaches Negril, and they both can participate. I'm often asked, if people are at two separate resorts, do they count on the contract for inclusions uh, and for your comp room credits? And the answer is yes. Whether you do group code or contract, if you're staying at two uh, sandals or a beaches, they all count towards the goodies. Oh, that's nice to know. Yeah. Midwest, you heard that date. So <laughs> next year, let's get a kickstart on that and let's put together a marathon group. You heard it here first. We are going to get more rooms than the Western team. That's my um, competition side coming out of me. <laughs> I love it. You know, Christy, you're the BDM for Minnesota and North Dakota. Does everyone in Minnesota know you're a diehard Green Bay Packer fan? Um. <laughs> You know what, James, I tend to be specific on what I share and what I don't share because I want them to like me, even if I'm a Packers fan. <laughs> Listen, neither one of you have good quarterbacks right now, so I think you guys are on even yeah. keel. Um, Mark's just going to stay neutral. He didn't even defend you as a Packer fan. That's how bad your season must be going. No, so. I wouldn't say that. You know, I think Jordan Love has actually played better than the record indicates. Um, He's got very big shoes to fill. There's high expectations in Green Bay for him. I think he's going to be just fine. Uh, We talked, you know, off camera that uh, in terms of his numbers, as it relates to some of his predecessors, he's right in there with them. So that's a very young team. I I have high hopes. You know, I do, too. You know what people in Wisconsin need, Mark? For to find an advisor that's ready to set them up for a group trip to deal with all the sorrows of the season. There a, you go. A group, there you go. A group to sandals. Well, you know, interesting that. That you should, interesting that you should say that. Several years ago, we actually did host a group. I believe it was at Sandals Ochi, and it was a bunch of Packer fans. And we brought in Miller Lite beer for them. We had cheese curds. <laughs> we had chicken wings. We had a big theater screen set up. You're speaking uh, and it my was language. A big, it was a, it was a big time event. Curds, awesome. curds and chili, don't you know? Oh my don't goodness, here know. we go. <laughs> All right, Christy, uh, before we say goodbye, anyone else in the chat, if you're still here and you haven't left as we started to turn into a sports podcast, uh, sure. do you, 
If you guys have any questions for Mark before we say goodbye, please type them in the chat now so you can ask him. This is your chance to put him on the hot seat. Some shout-outs real quick. Jess Lundgren was in, says hello. She says, I'm game. Uh, that is for the pickleball uh, trip we talked about. Um, Alice and Lisa said, congratulations, Mark, to your anniversary. And we've got Danielle Burnett, BDM, from Michigan, I believe. Um, you're not recording this, right? Is that a Michigan thing? They record everything when we're practicing, right? Michigan football. Um, and then Crystal Galloway says, I'm a born and raised cheesehead here, so I got your back, Christy. Fellow cheesehead. We stick together. <laughs> um, all right, Mark. If no one has anything else to say, Christy, do you have anything else that you want to add or ask or call out Mark, Mark for? I do have a fun question. What is the biggest group you've ever worked with at Sandals and Beaches? And where was it? I'm curious. Probably had to be in the pickleball world, the the back to back. Um, I want to say that first week, the advisor had 35 rooms and then another 15 the second week. So I can tell you that um, I know two advisors specifically. Uh, I'm not going to mention any names due to privacy concerns, uh, they've become CRCs, Chairman's Royal Club members, just from selling pickleball groups. Wow. And that was always my goal to see them in that capacity, selling pickleball groups. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Excellent. I know I've got some advisors in my area that are looking to increase their pickleball groups. So, Sherry should be seeing some from Minnesota and North Dakota. Right on. I love it. She'll do a good job for them. All right, everybody. If there doesn't look like there's any other questions. So, Mark, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate the follow-up uh, with you this week. We will, I'm sure, have you back as a guest. Maybe we can do something with you and Sherry and Beth. Maybe bring all three of you on sometime. I think that would be, be great. really great in the future. So, uh, also, this is our last live episode for the year uh, for the year for the year till that's crazy that we're saying that that it's is, already going to be next year and honestly it's it's crazy to me um but we are gonna record a few things just to drop something on they will drop on christmas and and what is it new year's eve or new year's um but they will not be live so please don't expect us to to be answering your, your <laughs> questions if you do. Uh, they'll probably just be some fun, probably talk a little bit about us and, and what we do over the holidays. And then we go January 4th through 8th. We have our global sales conference. We will be in Ocho Rios, Jamaica. Uh, Christy and our, I, our teams are actually staying at Dunn's River. So you will probably see something live from the two of us on one of those days. Again, it'll live on our pages as well, so you don't have to worry about if you miss the live moment that you jump in, you'll be able to see it. And then, of course, all audio versions on any podcast platform you want to listen to. Just look up two BDMs and a mic. Christy, anything else you have to say? Anything, anything, any plans for you the rest of the week? No plans. Working on some marketing plans with some advisors here in Minnesota and North Dakota as we wrap up 2023 so if you are out there and listening make sure you connect with your local bdm and get a jump start on 2024 get those marketing plans in place work on some groups because you know we love our groups and we want to see our advisors make commission with commas so Ooh, me too mark always says 
If you want to grow your business, Groups is the fastest way. He starts every dinner that, I, that I go on with no that. no question. And, and, I, and I like to close with this comment in addition to, you know, just saying that thank you so much for having me today. Happy holidays uh, to, to all the advisors uh, across the country. Uh, and I like to close by saying sell groups or we'll both starve. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> love it. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you, Christy, as always. And we will see you guys next week. This has been episode four of Two BDMs and a Mic. Have a good rest of the day. Awesome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.